So, full disclosure. Yeah. I watched neither show this week. Oh, okay. And read zero recaps. Oh. Uh, followed along on Twitter. Okay. Saw what was what the basis of the night was and went, nope, I'm good. Ooh, okay. So that's where I'm starting from today. All right. Nope, I'm good. Okay. All right. Um, I actually, so, okay. Uh, so I was, uh, just going to have you go ahead and, and, and rant on the wild card. I get that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but aside from that, I actually thought there was some good things this week. Okay. Um, nothing like spectacular where I'm like, oh, things are great or anything like that. But there was things that I thought, uh, made sense and and things that they did differently uh that they haven't been doing as of late uh case in point um so i just finished raw this morning um because i didn't i got home late uh monday and i watched like half of it and it got to about 11 i'm like if i try to watch anymore i'm gonna end up falling asleep sure so I'll just wait. And you tweeted that on our account via yeah. at Cam Wrestling Pod. You you were on exactly. there all night last night. I was. Monday for... night was uh was a little bit of yeah yeah half and half. Yes, um, but um, so they did a couple. There was one with Seth and there was one with Kofi uh, backstage um, promos, and they weren't the typical. Well, here's Charlie Caruso or here's uh, Kayla with the microphone. And they weren't those weird cell phone promos either. It was just them and a cam, like them them looking directly in the camera, cutting a promo. Mm-hmm. And I thought they both were really good. Um, and I'd like to see more more of that. Um, I thought the way they shot the angle on Monday, where Miz finally got Shane, um, where they had. I thought it was a little weird that they had a camera shooting the camera shooting the interview that Charlie was supposed to, was trying to do with Shane. Like that part, I'm like, what is that? But other than that, like them following Shane outside and and getting like the overhead view of Shane trying to get in his limo and Miz attacking him from behind, uh, I thought that was really well done. Um, I liked the stuff with uh, Joe and Dominic. Um, Joe kind of like, like Dominic leaving Ray's locker locker room. And then there's Joe right behind him. And, you know, they cut to commercials. You're like, oh crap, what's going to (laughs) happen? Am I finally going to get, am I finally going to get this kid better think better come back and he's asleep on the floor. Um, didn't quite happen the way I've been, I've been anticipating, but it still was good. You know, him, him, uh, him cutting the promo on Dominic. Uh, and you know, telling him what he's he's gonna do to his dad at Money in the Bank. Um, I really like the women's segment on Monday with with Lacey sending the uh, the invitation invitations to all the all the Raw women in the Money in the Bank match to come watch her match, and uh, and like the four of them standing outside the ring watching the match. Uh, you know, she beats the jobber or whatnot, and then and then that's when Becky comes out. And attacks her, and they do the little thing. So that was a little different than what they've been doing the last few weeks. Um, yeah, and then there was like some really good match, like the Roman Drew match. I thought was better than their WrestleMania match. It was really good. Um, and the Kofi Daniel Bryan match was really good. I saw the last five minutes of that. Um, 
So I thought I, I thought Monday there there was a few few good things that they did. Um, look, the the wild card thing makes no sense. Um, and that's going to be the crux of our discussion today. Yeah, um, especially this soon after the shakeup. Like if this was like September, like and you're like, okay, so we just got past SummerSlam. What do we do to get us to Survivor Series? And then you know. We need something, like, I could see it. But you just had the shake-up. Like, it's, that part is really uh, aggravating and and confusing to me. It's, I think it's been pretty clear the last couple weeks I've been tilting on the edge of just giving up. Uh When I saw, when it started last weekend, with Roman's going to show up on Raw Monday, Mm -hmm. I went, what the hell is this? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it immediately I was like, oh, it's because the ratings are so bad. And then the reports have come out from, you know, uh, Sean Ross Sapp and mm-hmm. others that the the ratings were so bad that, like, WWE got a talking to, apparently, from Fox and mm-hmm. USA. Right. Of like, hey, this is unacceptable. It, I mean, lowest ratings ever they were getting. Um, so their, their, their go-to was to immediately bring Roman back to Raw mm-hmm. and... Um, when I when I saw the wild card thing unfold on Twitter Monday night, it's it's when I made up my mind. I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. I can't. I'm not going to devote my time to the mm-hmm. weekly product because nothing matters. Right. Nothing they tell you week after week. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You're watching an, a television show where the stories are incoherent week after week. Yeah. It's you're watching The Walking Dead and certain characters are 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 a better example would be you're watching a um. Uh, Avengers mm-hmm. and certain characters are in certain storylines, and then the next week they're somewhere completely yeah. else, and mm-hmm. it's all ignored. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. Right. I'm not going to. I'm not going to spend five hours a week watching all this stuff for it to just not make sense the mm-hmm. next time I go to tune in. Yeah. So I'm going to watch the pay per view. Yeah. And then I'll read a recap. But it's clear they don't care about storyline. They don't care about continuity. They don't care about. Um. Uh, it making sense. Mm-hmm. So why should I invest my time for it? Right. No, uh, that makes sense. And and to go back to another Marvel comparison, um, I really like the action scenes in a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. You know why Civil War is such a great movie? Because it's not just about the action yeah. scenes. I don't care how many times I've watched wrestling for for 30 years now mm-hmm. you're not going to show me a match most nights that i haven't seen before that isn't gonna yeah that's gonna get me excited mm-hmm. so if if especially drew and roman having just had the match i mean i don't care how good the match was mm-hmm. i've seen it i saw it three weeks ago yeah that's not enough to to keep me entertained and yeah. i think that's a, a a symptomatic of the entire problem that they're having right now with their mm-hmm. ratings um, they force fed people a lot of garbage for a long time and it's, it's starting to turn on them. Yeah. Yeah. It's catching up to them for and, sure. And it's, it, but to your point about the, the, it being so, the wild card being so soon after the shakeup, I'm, I've mentioned this for weeks. The shakeup didn't make a difference really because they were weaving people back and forth on the shows all together anyway. Right. They haven't had real brand split for eight months now. Right. Maybe not that long, but at least five since mm-hmm. since Ricochet and all those guys came up. Right. There yeah. hasn't been a um, 
a unique feel to each show. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, if they're gonna if they're going to sell us on the brand split, it needs to be split. Otherwise, just combine the rosters and right. say, some weeks AJ Styles will be on Raw, some weeks right. he'll be on SmackDown. But don't sell an audience that's paying money for a ticket mm-hmm. that the stars of SmackDown are going to be here, and then they're at Raw and not at the house show. Well, or yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's the big, the to me, the biggest issue with it. Uh, and it has nothing to do with anything on screen. It's like you said. So if you've got SmackDown people showing up on Raw, mm-hmm. they typically run a SmackDown house show on, on Monday, Monday nights. Night. Yep. So those people won't be at that sh- that house show. And then conversely, uh, the Raw people go home after Raw because they've been on They're the road since anyway. Friday. Yeah. Uh, they st- they start an extra a day before the SmackDown crew usually does on the weekend loops. Uh, so then you're asking them to work an extra day. Um, so yeah, that part of it is, is, is more problematic to me than anything on screen. Um, aside from the, like I said, aside from the problem of it being right after the shakeup and, and kind of being all willy nilly and them kind of just throw, I could see if they don't abuse it, which they probably will. They already um, did. Well, it was the first week. I expected it to be a little um, bonkers. Um, it could, um, it could produce some exciting moments. Like I'm not, um, I'm not totally like I think it's dumb, but I, I'm gonna. I am one of those that I'm gonna watch anyway. I'll be a little more like I've been the last couple weeks. Where if I don't catch it on 100% live, yeah. it's not going to kill me. But I'm still going to watch anyway. So we'll see what happens. Sorry about that. Had to uh, step out and make a phone call there. Oh, no so problem. So if it sounds a little off, we had to pause for for the cause for a minute. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, I I, I just, I can't, uh, I can't wrap my head around this concept of them. Just throwing everything into chaos yeah. every couple weeks. And it's, yeah. um, you know, AJ back on SmackDown last night. It completely ruins the effect of him mm-hmm. having new, fresh new matchups on Monday Night Raw. Right. Um, why, if there's these wildcard spots, why do we have just four from Raw and four from SmackDown in the Money in the Bank? Why don't we just throw the eight best competitors yeah. in the Money in the Bank match? Yeah. I, I've said for a long time... They have way too much content to fill week after week mm-hmm. with five hours of show. And I think it's it's biting them in the butt now that they've got to fill all this time and they haven't established stars to make people want to tune in. Mm-hmm. And they, they haven't combined these rosters. So you've got a lot of just uh, time being killed on mm-hmm. nonsense. And then when it doesn't translate, they're like, oh, we got to shake things up again. And that just continues the ball rolling. Yeah. Um, I just I don't know what to think right now. I I don't want to get invested in any storylines mm-hmm. because you know Kofi's defended the title on two consecutive shows this week, mm-hmm. but he's still got to deal with Kevin Owens. What I mean is he going to defend the title again on Raw mm-hmm. Monday night? If that's the case, why do we have a Raw or a Universal and a World's right. Champion? Well, that that was the like. If you're going to have floating people, shouldn't it be your champions? Shouldn't right. your champions float between yeah. both shows? No. Then? 
that was the, the the most confusing part to me is why are like if you're gonna have Kofi on Raw and you're gonna have him defend the WWE Championship on Raw, that's all fine and dandy. But why do it against another SmackDown guy? Like that part at least last night they had Kofi defend the title against two Raw guys. Like that made a little bit more sense than the, what they did Monday with yeah. him and and Brian main event and like. Why can't we just do this tomorrow on SmackDown? Like, yeah, that part is the it, and advertise it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that part was confusing. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting time, but not for not for uh, any good reasons. Uh, it's just a lot of. And like I said, like it sucks too because there was some stuff this week I thought was really good stuff. But to your point, um, and I can totally see where you're coming from. Like, there's no point in uh, investing any kind of uh, emotional uh, time into that stuff because next week. It could just completely I'll go change. Away. I'll you know? go away. So, and, but you know what? I, I Brian is a prime example. The way they use Brian this week is asinine to me. You you just bring him out, no announcement, no nothing. He just shows up on Raw, which is kind of a shock. Shouldn't they have just said then, hey, he's he's on Raw now? Yeah. Why would he be at Raw Monday night? For his return, if this wild card thing was just a random concept, right? Exactly. Apply any sort of logic to it, and it makes zero sense. Right. Well, th- that's what they if they if that's really what they wanted to do was this wild card concept. You you start off like at least Roman like made it clear over the weekend. Hey, I'm showing up on Raw. There's yeah. not a damn thing you can do to stop me. I actually I thought it was. I kind of felt how you thought about it. How, okay, this is... But at the same time, I was like, okay. What, like, it got me like, what's this going to be about? Yeah. Like, I was I was intrigued. Um, so, instead of just, yeah, well, like you like you said, like, so just magically, because Roman was there, like, Brian and, 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 and Kofi. Kofi decided to show up too. Lars like, Sullivan was there. Yeah. Like, um... So, if they wanted to do this, the you know Roman should have came out, and and then Vince be like, all right, fine, you know, make his wild card announcement, mm-hmm. and then starting last night or next week, that's when you can start seeing this stuff, uh, kind of unfold and take shape and and see where it goes from there. But yeah, it was very. You could obviously tell it was not. They they tried to play it off like it's spontaneous, but it was anything but. You could mm-hmm. tell, like yeah, and, and it's also a, a clear indication of um, who they brought out. You know, Brian, Kofi, and Roman. We're gonna bring the three biggest stars we have on SmackDown to try to spike the rating on Raw, mm-hmm. and it's not gonna make a difference because they were unannounced. If yeah. you didn't tune in at eight o'clock, you didn't know any of that happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I didn't, until I got on Twitter and saw that um, they announced a wild card thing and the names involved, I was like, oh, wow, I probably would have watched that if I would have known ahead of time they were going to be on the show. Yeah. They weren't, and then by that time, following along on Twitter, everything else that I was seeing was like, oh, I don't, I don't need to watch that. Right. I don't, 
I don't need to watch Bobby Roode and mm-hmm. Ricochet, which I heard was a really good match. It was. And I that was one of the other things I liked, too. They... <laughs> So they had Rude beat Ricochet. Robert weeks. Rude. Robert I mean. Rude, yes. Get it right. Apologies. Um, you know, they had him beat Ricochet two weeks ago. Um, and then last week, they had, you know, they put Ricochet in the ladder match. Money in the Bank ladder match. Well, they did a good job of explaining why they were fighting again this week. Mm-hmm. You know. Rude has a claim. Yeah. I just beat this guy. Why did he get a shot yeah. over me? So, it was... It was well done. Uh, like that, that, that's that. But do you realize that's so maddening? That's maddening because it proves that they can't. That they can when they want to. No, but do you realize how pathetic it is? That simple storyline, like simple storytelling. We're yeah. like that was really well done. Yeah, it's you know that's like what I asked my six year old to like make cookies and she almost makes a square. I'm like, really good job, honey. Yeah. No, right. totally. Like, WWE is so bad at telling stories that if they do basic things right, we're like, oh. Yeah, no. Great job, guys. Totally agree. Totally it, agree. They've they've set the bar so low for themselves that it's it's it is maddening. But but when they do like at the very least, that's all that's all you you ask. No, see, that's the thing, though. Like, if I've got... I've got a million... Not a million, but there's a lot of things I can do with my free time. Yeah. The limited free time I have, Mm -hmm. I'd like to invest it in things that bring me joy. Yeah. And this is not bringing any sort of joy whatsoever, especially when there's so much time to it. Like... I... The fire... The uh, Firefly Fun House, right? Mm -hmm. Only thing the last two weeks that I think everyone in wrestling was like... I don't know what it is. I may not like it. I may not hate it. Uh, but I want to see what it is, mm-hmm. right? They come out this week. They do the thing on the on the show, but then they don't put it on YouTube, which was the most popular mm-hmm. thing because they're they're limiting the yeah. The, like, okay, well then I guess I'm just not gonna pay attention to it. Like I'm not yeah. gonna watch a three hour show for right. a three minute segment. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's basically what the show has become is. There's a few three, four minute segments a week that are worth watching, and the rest of it is kind of garbage. Yeah. Um, and that's disappointing. It is. Uh, I guess uh, in ring storyline development we need to talk about is the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to take people through what happened well, in your thoughts? Again, uh, this is one of those cases where my expectations were so low that what they ended up doing was, even if it wasn't. On a on a normal scale, that great uh, compared to my expectations, it was a million times better than what it was I expecting. I thought for sure that when they announced Shane was going to name the champs, it was going to be him and Elias. Like I, there was no I would have put money on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I certainly didn't even have Brian and Rowan on my radar. Yeah, um, not even close. Um, and then. Uh, so yeah, but when he he came out and he, he announced uh, Rowan and, and Brian were going to be the new champs, uh, so they came out and then the Usos because of the wild card rule uh, came out and said no, you got to earn you know you just don't get handed those. Uh, the new day earned those titles. The bar earned those titles. We've earned those type you know you got you have to earn them. And then they put on a really good match and and Rowan and. Uh, Brian ended up beating the Usos, and uh, so they are officially your new SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions. Mm-hmm. So, and then there was also a little .com exclusive 
uh, <laughs> it was really funny. It actually was really good. Uh, it was uh, I, I don't even remember who the who the interviewer was, but they they started out asking about you know the leather strap over Brian's shoulder. He's like, is that a joke? Are you joking? Yeah. And then he started going on this tirade about how tag team wrestling has been a joke, about how the New Day are jokes, and how the Usos are, are, are jokesters, and everything's a joke. Heavy machinery, everything's a joke in the tag division, and how him and Rowan are going to start a tag team uh, revolution. And uh, <laughs> they just had the women's revolution, and they just main evented WrestleMania. Well, now he and Rowan want to main event WrestleMania as the tag team champions. <laughs> And, uh, you know, which I'm all in support of, yeah, we, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna change these, the, the, the straps on these titles and, you know, we're the planet's tag team champions and this is really good stuff. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is funny. Cause my initial reaction when I heard they, they gave them the titles, like, what do you do? You're wasting Daniel Bryan. It like, he doesn't, but I kind of like the pulling back on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Don't overexpose him. He can, he can be the mouthpiece for the team. Let Rowan do a lot of the work. And save his body a little yeah. bit. Well, and then... you didn't save it much in that tag match last uh, night. Really? He still was flying all over the place. Well, that's too bad. But but for the most part, yeah. like he can he can scale back his work a little mm-hmm. bit. And then for bigger shows like SummerSlam and Rumble, yeah. he can do the one on one. He's still a credible threat. Uh, they've still got him and Seth in the back. They can do. He's yeah. He's I don't have to tell you. Like he's just so good. Uh the thing that really struck me uh, when I watched uh, Raw uh, during the match with him and Kofi is is the, um, especially now on this heel run he's on, when when he hits a move and the camera zooms in on his face and he brushes his hair back out of his face and he's just got that evil look. Like, it's just so, so good. Uh, yeah, no, I just... I, I love pretty much everything he does. Yeah. Uh, he he can he can do almost no wrong. Uh, and, and he does this isn't um, the heel character he's doing now is different than the heel character he used to do on the indies. And mm-hmm. He's he's so versatile. He can do so, well. And there's nothing in the there's no part of the wrestling industry I don't think he does poorly. Mm-hmm. Or I think he does poorly. He's, no, he's he's good at all of it. Mm-hmm. And I know some people might criticize his promos. I he's a heck of a promo. I think he's a great promo, and I think when they let him be him, it's it's top notch stuff. When they script stuff for him, when he was a, a, a good guy, and even early in his his heel run, when they script stuff for him, mm-hmm. it doesn't come off authentic. When he gets to be him and it's kind of talk from the heart, it, he's he's one of the best. Mm-hmm. He's incredible, and it's um, I don't know. I it, it sucks that every time he's out there, I don't fully enjoy his stuff because I'm always You're worried. worried. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, um, everything he does just looks so real that I'm mm-hmm. like, oh God, was that it? Was that it? Yeah. And, you know, for a few weeks there, it looked like it was. Mm-hmm. So. so, uh, I thought Orton had a, had a good, uh, good segment on, on SmackDown too, where he just, there was, a uh, Ali and Andrade were, were wrestling and as you could probably guess, putting on a pretty good match. And then Orton just came out of nowhere and he tried to. Uh, he tried to hit the RKO on Ali at first, and the, you know they fought back, and he was f- kind of fighting against both guys for for a little bit, and then out of the blue, he hit this like 
pop-up RKO on Ali, and it was it looked sick. Yeah. And then Andrade came off the top rope and hit him with an RKO. Like, it was just... That's if that's all Orton does on a week in week out basis. Like, I mean, it's someone, effective. Some would like, argue that's all he's done for fifteen well, years. Yeah, that's that's true. Not me. I'm I'm an Orton guy. You know that. But yeah, the criticism is there that he's a one move guy. Uh, but he like he's one that that maybe could benefit from this being able to bounce. If he showed up on Raw randomly yeah. and hit RKO out of nowhere uh, on whomever, mm-hmm. it could be it could be something. I just. Uh, the, I, the, just the concept, I still can't get over it. The, yeah. The first it's three, then it's four. And what, it, what, what happens if someone comes over that's not supposed to? Right. Mm-hmm. right. Well, and actually, in all actuality, it ended up being five on Monday because Elias was there with Shane putting the boots to Roman at the end of the Roman Drew match. And they didn't even like, they didn't even acknowledge it. Like. <laughs> sounds about right like damn it they they i mean they did when it was at oh elias but they didn't like the rest of the time when they were talking about like they didn't even acknowledge that elias had went over like was there <laughs> was at raw yeah they're just like oh yeah four four it's totally just four no it's five um, so well that's i mean i i don't really know what else to uh to talk about with the current content or current creative uh yeah, no, I mean that was pretty much it um, that I can think of that was any that I thought was worth talking about this week. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what next week brings. Uh, you know, and <laughs> it's it, it like listen like hearing us talk about this. You can even hear the like the enthusiasm is zapped out of us. In terms of what I, I just I don't know what to think anymore about the yeah. show. Yeah, it's. I mean, what when I'm watching it, you know, like I said, I can find things that I enjoy about it, but I can. Then when you talk about how, you know, you can't get invested and you're not going to waste your time watching something that next week may not even matter. Like I totally get where you're coming from. Um. Totally. Like, it makes sense to me. Uh, uh, it, <laughs> it makes me wish I was a little more like you sometimes. Because, <laughs> like, I, like, I just can't, I just cannot, I can't remember the last time I actively said, you know what, I am not watching this episode of Raw or SmackDown. Like, I, I can't. Like, it's been years since I've just been like, oh, I missed that episode. No, no big deal. Like, like eats at your soul when you miss it. Yeah, like I just yeah. I don't know. It's just what I do. I watch Raw on Mondays, and you know whatever SmackDowns changed nights so many times over the last twenty years. But you know whatever, um, whatever night it's on, I usually if I don't watch it live, live it's it's shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. You know so. Well, we got uh, what next Sunday is the pay per view. Yeah, so. Um, and I, you, so, and then, so that means next week's the go home shows, but they're in the UK and those shows aren't usually very good. No, not really. Um, so, which means both rosters are going to be there. Yeah. So that it's just it's like, again, they could, what if you just announced, Hey, we're going to do this wild card thing and it starts the night after money in the bank. Mm-hmm. What a concept. Yeah. 
But nah, they get they get a talking to from their partners about how crappy their ratings are. And I I've long said um, you won't see any change in the company until it starts to hurt their bottom line. Mm-hmm. I wonder if in, in these new TV deals that they struck with Fox and USA, if there was some language about look ratings have to hit a certain level or we can pull our money because. Mm-hmm. Um, that seemed like a harsh reaction mm-hmm. to bad ratings. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't see what they were this week. I haven't... I didn't... I saw one story, and I think it was from Fightful, that viewership was up, but it didn't really affect the rating all that much. It still was a fairly low rating. Um, Which would make sense. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean... And it's one of those things, like, it took a while for it to get this bad the ratings um like it's been it's been decreasing over the last little bit mm-hmm. last what six months or so probably even more than that um so it's taken it's it's been a gradual decline it's gonna be a, a and that's assuming that they get their act together like it's gonna it's gonna take time to get back up like you're not gonna just Snap your finger, you know. You're not yeah. Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. You're not just going to snap your finger and make everything better in a week. Oh, man, if, if you could, though, and just snap your finger and half that roster disappeared. Or half the McMahon family disappeared. Oh, oh, that'd be so good. Oh, I got to get my hands on these stones. I wouldn't care about, like, saving the world's problems. No, like, no, no, no. Get rid of one of the McMahons. Bang. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, all right. Well... It's gonna make it a pretty short episode this week. Yeah. Um well there's some there's some residual stuff from the last few weeks that we didn't never touched on. Um I meant to ask you last week, uh there was uh Cody Rhodes uh did a promo on a, a recent episode of The Road to Double or Nothing, and it mm-hmm. was the talk on the internet for, for a couple days. Did you see happen to catch that? About the attitude era? Yeah. Yeah. What um, Refresh me exactly, because, I mean, I watch a bunch of internet videos right. on wrestling. Right. Uh, he said that uh, he wasn't at Double or Nothing. He's not out there to kill uh, Dustin. He's out there to kill the Attitude Era. Uh, and then he proceeded to talk about a uh, um, a pissant bodybuilder who mm. uh, makes all his matches no disqualification. And, you know, so he can hit his opponents with the jib cam. Right. Um, and then he made a reference to The Rock. Uh, he's like, Dwayne, with all his uh, raising and rhyming, was it any more electric than punk on that stage? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a promo. It's a fair, like, um, wrestling fans have this this, and I'm guilty of it at times, but I think I'm also a little bit more realistic. Like, the Attitude Era, to me, is the gold standard of professional wrestling. There was a time where, um, for I'd say from mid-98 through about the end of 2001, mm-hmm. where every week I was thoroughly entertained by 90% of the content. Mm-hmm. And part of that was because I was a 16-year-old boy, yes. and that I'd never seen that stuff before mm-hmm. and they were doing crazy things. But there's there's a fair criticism about like how good was that era? Like you go back and you you watch some of the and you're in the middle of watching mm-hmm. old WCW and old 
uh, Monday Night Raw. Like, there's a lot of these episodes where there's a lot, a lot of, of stuff. A lot of crap. So, oh yeah, no, for sure. Like '99, especially. There's no. a lot of 1999 that's not great entering content. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. But um, the difference is you've got Stone Cold Steve Austin is a character that unanimously mm-hmm. is loved, and they did a brilliant job of not just putting him in one segment a night. He's in multiple mm-hmm. segments, raising hell, mm-hmm. doing his thing, and they're upping the ante all the time with him. And I, I get you get to a certain point, you can't up it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when they would bring him down mm-hmm. again and put him in and have him get his ass kicked. And then he'd come back and do mm-hmm. a little more. Um, the To me, the difference is you had Steve Austin at the top of his game, but then you also supplemented it with guys like The Rock, who was super entertaining. Edge and Christian were on their rise in mm-hmm. 99 and 2000 doing their stuff, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. You had a guy like Kurt Angle who was not only gifted in the ring, but they had a really entertaining character with him. Mm-hmm. Triple H was, yeah, he's a piss and bodybuilder, all that stuff. Don't forget, you know, 2000, 2001 Triple H is probably the best he ever was mm-hmm. in the ring. He had yeah. great matches all the time. Yeah. You had Foley running around doing all of his creatives. You had one guy who was a top star, but everyone underneath mm-hmm. felt like they had a story and they were enter- they had something entertaining going on. Right, right. I think when you look at the, the program now, they're trying to make the Usos into these goofy, mm-hmm. uh, putting Icy Hot on the, in the, the crotch of the revival. It's a funny gimmick, but as you've said on our Twitter page, the Usos on the mic are amazing. Why are you taking their ability away from them yeah. to go do those raps and those back and forth promos? They're rehearsed, but those promos mm-hmm. where they're finishing mm-hmm. each other's sentences. Yeah. The promo that they did last night was amazing. Like, like Let them be those guys. Mm-hmm. Find someone else to be the goofy, charismatic yeah. tag team. Like, yeah, if you want to do this, like, it's one of those... And I know they had that in the New Day, mm-hmm. which filled a void for a little bit, but it... They were one act in like a two-hour show mm-hmm. that was really the only outside-of-the-ring entertaining mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, no, I, I like, I you know, what, what t- to Cody's point, The Rock with his rhyming and raising eyebrows, yes, it was far more entertaining to the masses than CM Punk's pipe bomb mm-hmm. promo. And you know me, I'm the biggest punk mark there is, even though he told me to shut up on Twitter this week. Yes. Like, love that guy. Just, Quick aside, so I never told you this. So, so as you know, he blocked me. Yeah. Punk did, and I never knew why. So one, I did a quick search one day because I'm like, why? It was one of those. Uh, uh, is during that t- like there was that like three week period where like everyone was getting busted for things they had tweeted in the past, mm-hmm. you know? So and there, so I was like, let me just check what is what did I say to, to Punk. So I, like, did a quick search, and the only thing, like, I never said anything bad about him, like, at all. Like, nothing. Uh, I think what it was is uh, when he was, it was that that year after, or that summer after he left, and he was uh, tweeting constantly about the Stanley Cup playoffs, I think I was talking, you know, making the comment, something about the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. But it, like, yeah, that's the only thing I can come up with, and it wasn't even anything that like outlandish or dro- like I yeah. didn't say f the Blackhawks or anything like that. So it just was weird. Yeah. Anyways, 
Um, he's fickle. Yeah, yeah apparently. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, I heard it a couple times. Uh, I didn't actually watch it, uh, Cody's promo, but I heard it uh, played a cup on a couple different uh, places. Um, and it was a, it was a good promo, but I think people are. I think people fans tend to work themselves into a shoot. Um, to me, uh, when I hear that, um, and I could be totally wrong because obviously I don't know Cody, but just my uh, maybe, and maybe I'm just cynical towards this type of thing. It was that was probably about maybe fifty percent like truth like truthful hmm. like I just everyone I, was like everyone was oh he really got Triple H back good nah no, come on no like and I'm and but I feel the same way about what Triple H said at the Hall of Fame like I don't think that was anything um that I think that was a situation where Billy brought up. Into, you know, he didn't name where he worked, but he brought it up. The crowd started chanting, and Triple H felt he had to re- respond. So he just said the first thing that came to his mind. I don't think it was planned, and I don't think it was all, you know. I think I think a lot of the jokes were planned shots at AEW. Mm. Because that's what DX would do, right? Because DX was the cutting edge, right? DX were the first ones to show any edge. Not the NWO, because in WWE world, we forget when someone else does Mm -hmm. something first. That's, you know, um, uh, DX weren't the first ones to tell people to suck it. It was something Xbox, or Six was doing, and his buddies stole it. Like, um... Hey, the winners get to write the history. uh, Maybe 70 years ago, but (laughs) we have video evidence to prove that they're not right. Um... Yeah, no, I Cody had to respond. Well, he didn't have to. Right. But they're they're gonna respond at some point. Yeah. Like is especially when they're out there consi- continuously being like, We're not worried about what they're doing. We're not we're not trying to compete with WWE. We mm-hmm. wanna do our thing and then every little chance they get, WWE takes a shot at like, Oh, well when we did it we were groundbreaking and we mm-hmm. were cool. Right. Um, no you weren't because you were just redoing what the four horsemen did fifteen years before that. Right. You're not the first faction ever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, he takes a, he takes a shot. I'm big deal. So right. I, yeah. Um. No, I just thought. It, I, like I said, I thought it was interesting because there was like a for like five days afterwards, like people. Oh my god, this is the most. And I'm a big Cody guy. I didn't think it was that big a deal. I like, didn't think it was either. I saw the no, like I don't remember. I didn't see a lot of people talking about. It. Maybe you're on a different forum than than I was, but I didn't. I didn't think it was. Oh, big story. Yeah, no, I was, uh, it was, I saw a lot of Twitter, um, uh, the day after, or a couple days after, or whenever, uh, when I was listening to Busted Open, they spent, like, two or three segments talking about it, um, that, uh, the episode of What Happened When that you mentioned last week, mm-hmm. um, Conrad played it for Tony, and they talked about it for, for a while, um. So yeah, there, there was there was uh, from from where I was, uh, there, Conrad has kind of a, a reason to be like, listen to this bullshit about how crappy WWE is yeah, right now. Yeah. So I yeah. I get it. Uh, you know, one thing we can talk about since uh, we're just kind of doing off topic. 
uh, a couple weeks ago, you had mentioned you wanted to ask me something. Yes. About a certain former WWE guy. So go ahead. Yeah. So um, yeah, we never really got into it because I don't, you, I don't think you still ever watched the G One from. No, I I haven't. Okay. Uh-huh. My dislike for WWE has really impacted my my willingness to watch any wrestling right now. It's really sucking the life force out wow. of me in terms of wrestling. Wow. Um, so I did. I watched the G1 that night. Um, and there was... <laughs> so while everyone was talking about the, the, the dude who, who jumped Brett at the Hall of Fame, there was another um, quote-unquote... Uh, ringside attack or whatever you want to call it at the G1 and uh they did a good job of not they did a good job on TV of of playing it off like it was a real thing because they didn't film it directly they didn't, shoot it. They didn't talk about it they didn't that's blah blah yeah. blah yeah. they didn't they 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 kayfabe the hell out of it it was it was actually really well done and i think had the Brett thing not happened more people would have been talking about mm-hmm. Uh, but it ended up being Enzo and Cass, uh, or whatever their Caxel or whatever it's Kaz XL or something, whatever like that. that stupid name is. Um. So, so, and then the, it's so from there, it's like all the Ring of Honor diehards were up in arms about them bringing Enzo and Cass in, and the beautiful people in. Um, and then from there, it came out that like. Um, they Ring of Honor didn't smarten anyone up. Yeah. <laughs> so like Tamatanga is out there, and all of a sudden like Enzo and Cats are trying to attack them, and he didn't know what the hell was going on. Like, um, so Which just, in and of itself would have been hilarious if it would have gone down. Like, <sighs> like if that big bastard had got a hold of Enzo, mm-hmm. it could have made for some incredible television. Mm-hmm. But, um, so then, so then it's like okay. Doesn't sound like that that's going to go anywhere. Well, then, so it was like two or three weeks ago, uh, Cass posted a, 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 a promo on his Twitter, and I DM'd it to you. Yep. And it was just very, I mean, it was very vulgar. Yeah. <laughs> very, yeah. very uh, not uh, safe for work, um, dropping a lot of F-bombs and stuff like that, talking about Ring of Honor and the Honor and the Briscoe. Uh, and you know, just running them down, and then this past weekend, the Briscoes responded. Responded. Uh, Enzo's been on YouTube doing videos too. Um, and I gotta be honest, like I want to see that match now. <laughs> Look, uh, well, go ahead, because I you you have told me what you wanted to yeah. ask me. So well, my so question to you, as the the uh, the Ring of Honor. Uh, um, OG fan <laughs> that you are, your thoughts on them bringing in Enzo and Cass? So, ten years ago, I would have hated it. Mm-hmm. Now, I kind of understand why they would and why they need to bring an act like that in. Mm-hmm. Um, the wrestling dynamic has changed. Mm-hmm. AEW has scooped up a lot of their talent. Mm-hmm. Mart, I don't think it's any secret. Marty Skrull is walking out the door mm-hmm. as soon as his Ring of yeah. Honor. If he hadn't signed his Ring of Honor contract before AEW happened, he wouldn't be there right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, Ring of Honor just continuously is losing top talent. Mm-hmm. They lost Adam Cole, and then they they kind of they 
filled that void with, uh, well, they lost like Cole and Steen and Generico all within a, a couple years mm-hmm. of each, and they filled that void with the the Young Bucks resurgence and Cody and all this, and then they went and formed their own company. There's only so much talent you can find right mm-hmm. now, and uh, for better or worse, Enzo and Cass are a a recognizable name, mm-hmm. and they have buzz behind them. Mm-hmm. Again, for better or worse, people either either love Enzo or they hate his yeah. fucking gut. Mm-hmm. Excuse my language. They hate his guts. Yes. Um. And like, is it ten years ago? I'd hate it now. I totally understand it, and I can understand why they'd want to shoot it the way they did. Because Enzo has shown up at WWE mm-hmm. events and got kicked out of the stands. Yep. I like the gimmick. I like mm-hmm. the shtick they do. Yeah, yeah. He's the like Enzo is the sort of guy. I love him. I could totally see myself hating that guy mm-hmm. and paying money to see him get yeah. his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, my three favorite acts in, in Ring of Honor, the Briscoe Brothers, are if not one, they're number two. Mm-hmm. Like I love that. Not so much the meth head Briscoe brothers that we have right now, where they look like they've been on drugs for a long time. But man, that late two thousand, uh, you know, two thousand eight, nine, ten, twelve, you know, mm-hmm. eleven, twelve. Man, that was my favorite tag team in the world. Those guys had incredible matches, uh, month after month on their shows. I just love that team. Uh, now I kind of want to see, like I too, I I want to yeah. see this happen. Mm-hmm. If only for the fact that I love the the promos that Enzo mm-hmm. and Cass cut, yeah. not not the vulgar one, not the ones where they're just screaming yeah. mf'er and yeah. all this stuff, because uh, that's easy. Yeah, that's um, it's something you can get away with on on your Twitter. You, you're not gonna be able to to. I don't even think you can really get away with it. Like it's an easy. It's it's like the stand up the comedian stand up comedian that just stands up there and swears mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah, it's cheap gags. You might get some pops out of it, but it's mm-hmm. not good. But Enzo, when he was in WWE, man, he cut probably the, some of the best promos from an entertaining, non-strictly storyline than mm-hmm. anybody. He's yeah. he's great on the mic, and people want to rag him because he keeps them all in a book, right? Yeah. He's got his book of promos. At least he's trying. Yeah. And I think people are quick to forget, like, in NXT and when they first got to the main roster, how over those two guys were. Yeah. They were freaking over. What was it? What would it have been? Two years ago when they came out? At, two or three years ago, post WrestleMania. It was the Dallas, so it was after. So, so it was like three, three years ago. Three years ago, they walked out on Monday Night Raw and blew the roof off. Mm-hmm. There was no bigger mm-hmm. debut than those guys, right? And every arena they went to for the next year, year and a half, man, whether they were wrestling the Vaude Villains or whomever, mm-hmm. that that shtick at the beginning, people loved it. Mm-hmm. One of the like. It really pisses me off that I never went to a live show where they were there and I got could do the and you can't teach that. I, I, I you dude, got to do it. I got to do it. I went. They were at SmackDown on like the day after the Fourth of July yeah. down in Toledo, and I went with my dad. And my dad is one of those in and out wrestling fans, mm-hmm. very casual. Uh, he loved Enzo and Cass. like yeah. he was so excited about getting to see Enzo and Cass yeah. and doing the shtick. Um. And I was too. Like, when I was like, that was one of the main, because I was on the fence about going, but like, that was one of the selling points was mm-hmm. that Zone Cast were going to be there. So, win for you. Yeah. And like, and I know people want to say he's not a likable guy and outside of the ring, he's kind of a jerk. 
maybe, just maybe, he understands his value mm-hmm. in making people not like him. Mm-hmm. So he does that. Yeah. I Plus, the dude's a diehard Yankees fan. Yeah. You're not going to get me to say anything yeah. bad about him on that front. Um, and, and, you know, people are going to bring up the, the investigation, you know, and what ultimately got him, you know, released from WWE. Um, it, the charges were... were what were they dropped or dismissed? They were or? never filed. He was under investigation from what okay. I he, like. If I remember correctly, um, there was an investigation going on that he he possibly raped some mm-hmm. woman, um, and he was fired from WWE for not telling them about mm-hmm. it, and then I believe lying mm-hmm. um, when confronted about it. I, I can understand yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no charges were ever right. filed, and and they. I've heard some people say, well, she refused to come forward with with the claims or whatever. It, you know yeah it's a difficult thing because yeah if she never come comes forward no charges are filed you can't hold that against the guy nothing was ever filed on the same side i can totally understand like well not understand but i can uh empathize like not wanting to to put that out there if you're that young woman and that did happen Mm -hmm. you've seen what happens with like the larry nasser victims yeah these women come forward with these awful stories and suddenly they become they have to relive it all over again and they're vilified for taking down such a a high profile university so Mm -hmm. i can totally understand that side of it um but he was never charged he never appeared in court for it you can't hold that against him because then you run into to a Mm -hmm. A scenario, and you see with athletes all the time, where like, you know, the court of public opinion means more than our actual court system, yeah. and that's not fair to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think he could make a lot of money in the WWE, mm-hmm. and he like that act is is something that could do really well right now on their program. It's because they need they something sorely like that. need it, but yeah, it, it's um, and one thing I want to go back to you touched on not smartening up the boys mm-hmm. about the the fight. Uh, I'm listening to the the JBL episode of mm-hmm. something to wrestle with, and they were just talking about when the ECW guys yes. invaded, mm-hmm. and they didn't smarten up the boys. And like you in this era, you can't smarten people up because no. then it gets leaked yeah. out mm-hmm. way too. Unless you tell them like right before they walk through the curtain. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, this is going to mm-hmm. happen, and that is that really fair to the guys in the ring? Like, yeah, probably not. So, yeah. so no, I'm I'm. Um, I was watching like a lot of clips of a shoot interview Enzo did, and it just kind of got me to thinking. Like, man, people turned on him awful quick. They did. They really did. And they, I don't think we, um, people don't remember how good that act was mm-hmm. when it was in its prime, and mm-hmm. uh, it's real easy. And not just because of the the legal situation, but when he was a heel on uh, two hundred five live and well, the stuff and with I him and Cass. Part, happened. That's part of it too. Is we're in this. We're in this era of if you can't wrestle a five-star, quote-unquote, five-star match, you're automatically uh, less than in a lot of fans' eyes. Mm-hmm. So I think that had a lot to do with it. Um, you know, the, the scuttlebutt and rumor going around is, like, him going to 205 and, and winning the, the Cruiserweight title is one of the things that led to Neville walking out. Like... So that gets put on him, and then the the, the rape invest like all that gets piled up on top of mm-hmm. him, and I so I, I just think it's a lot of unfairness to him, yeah. uh, really. Um, on the flip side, the reason Cass got fired, I totally understand. Yeah, that. Vince told him not to do something. He and went, he went out, out and did it, it anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
Vince McMahon tells you don't do it, and you do it anyway. Yeah. You're asking for trouble. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I get that side of it. Yeah, and um, but Casper brought up the point in his promo. He's like, "Let me know when you guys want to make some effing money." Is dude, I love the Briscoe brothers. They've never done anything of importance in the in like on a big scale. Yeah, on you a can be scale. the thirteen time Ring of Honor champions. You've gone to Japan and won the Noah belts. Big deal. Like, mm-hmm. you've never done anything of real importance in the United States. And for better or worse, Cass and uh, mm-hmm. and Enzo were, I mean, the hottest tag team in that company at one yeah. point. So, yeah. And, like I said, maybe they understand their value and people paying to watch them get beat up. Yeah. And they're, you know, you want to make some money? Come mess with us. Mm-hmm. We'll make you stars because people yeah. are going to talk about us one way or another. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, I totally, totally. I uh like I said, I'm I'm really um if if they ever do have that match, I I'll I'll watch it. Yeah. I, I'll figure out where, you know, what they're doing and and where they're doing it and how how where, do I watch it? How do I watch it? Yeah. Cuz cuz I I would want to see it. So. Uh one other thing that we can talk about, have you seen the stuff that's come out about Lars Sullivan in the last few hours that yeah and big I, e is yeah. uh so um apparently lars sullivan has a um uh a long uh history of uh this, saying some some uh basically if you're not a white male he yeah. said awful things about you mm-hmm. through an internet profile that people have discovered is his it's been active for a long mm-hmm. time uh, I mean, he said things about women and Muslims and, and uh, black people and, and just feminists and, and liberals. and it, The thing I thought, found amusing was one of the... I didn't go and read. Like, I saw all the links mm-hmm. uh, where you could go and, and, and click and, 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 and read these things. But I actually go... Like, I just saw, like, the, um, you know... Yeah, the yeah, list. the thread. Uh, what... One the thing that amused me is he goes off on uh, people with mental issues, uh, yeah, and social anxiety and stuff like that. And, and then he goes, yeah. he went through it, and yeah, so, it, it's um, and Biggie has, uh, yeah, someone someone tweeted Biggie about it, uh, and 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 you know basically asked him, hey, how do you how do you feel about where you know. This this bigot working in your company, and, and he's basically like, "Oh yeah, we're aware of it." And if it's true, like he's yeah. he's gonna be ostracized. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna last. I th- I think this will be, um, if enough people get behind this, he's gonna be mm-hmm. gone real quick, and yeah. rightfully so. Yeah. Um, as I mean, just as, especially with how uh, the reaction to the Hogan stuff has been, and the mm-hmm. way the New Day have been very vocal about, um, yeah, not welcoming him, uh, Lars mm-hmm. Sullivan. He and Hogan are maybe on different levels in terms of stature. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far one's as got a little more cachet than the a other. A little bit. A little. Okay. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Of, uh, one of them's got you know a, a lot more uh, a rope to hang themselves with, as you you might say. Um, sure. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, well, then he was, he was, like, making comments about AJ Styles right. and slamming Daniel Bryan. And just, right. like, he thought he was on this, uh, you know, anonymous, uh, 
Yeah, wasn't it like a like a weightlifting or bodybuilding yeah, forum? Yeah, but the big dummy it had posted pictures of himself in like weightlifting competitions, and mm-hmm. people traced it back. Like, oh, this is his account. And then he's just on mm-hmm. there like slamming people he works with. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't think that uh, be be on the lookout for the WWE wishes Lars Sullivan the best in his future yeah. endeavors yeah. real quick. I hope so. <laughs> well, I mean, like I like I never. <laughs> Like, I don't wish, like, I don't try not to, ever since my near, uh, near miss with Jerry Lawler a few years back, I try not to wish ill on people anymore. Uh, but anyway, I could kind of find a way to get Lars Sullivan off my television. I'd be, be okay with Yeah, if he's a racist and a bigot, I, I wish yeah. ill will on him. Yeah. Like, it'd be terrible, yeah. quote unquote terrible. Yeah. If he got fired or fell mm-hmm. down a flight of stairs and broke both his legs or whatever, like, fair enough. Screw that guy. Mm-hmm. I have no patience for that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, all right. Yep, that's that's about it this week, ain't it? Yeah, I think next week we'll talk about the money in the money bank in the bank. Day. Well, yeah, we'll get we'll get really into money in the bank and you know they, they the, haven't really they haven't foreshadowed a lot of it's it's still pretty vague. Who, yeah, who um which. I'm okay with because I don't like much like the Rumble. I don't like going into the Money in the Bank with like the oh, either so and so or so and so is going to win. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sucks. It's... I could uh, with both men's and women's matches. There's there's about you know you could make a case for at least half of the people in those matches. In both matches. Yep. So, so. we'll dig into that next week. Um, I keep promising one of our, our loyal listeners. Uh, they brought up a great idea for a topic of doing our, our five favorite tag teams. Uh, just haven't found a, a time for you and I to get together yeah, more and... than just to record where we can talk that out. So yeah. uh, maybe we'll throw that in next week. I can't see a uh, preview of the Money in the Bank going too long, and we can no. talk about that and yeah. get ready for next weekend. Sounds good. So until then, we'll talk to you guys later. Later.